Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Amber. I'm Chris. And I'm Danny. And today we're going to talk about Epcot. That's right. 40th anniversary of Epcot. Thought we'd do a little little uh, celebration of the 40th anniversary and we're going to take a stroll through opening day future world. But before that, anything uh, anything to report this week? Yeah, Overwatch 2 came out, and I've been playing it kind of nonstop the last couple of days, um, and it's really fun. It's Overwatch, but 2. 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny how that works. You, you can no longer play or buy the original Overwatch because they just replaced it with Overwatch 2. Hmm. Um but it's pretty cool. Like I, I still have all of the skins and and collectibles that I had from Overwatch, and it's free to play. And it's got like a battle pass system, so you like buy the pass if you want the premium rewards. But besides that, free to play Overwatch. What would you call Overwatch? Like what genre? It's a first person shooter, but besides yeah. that, uh, Team Fortress Two. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like a find the payload, push the payload kind of game. So, so one team is defending something and one team is yeah. attacking something. Yeah. I've played it a couple times, but I couldn't really get what was going on. <laughs> it's pretty chaotic, but it's fun. I remember I was building a computer for somebody and they said how many... FPS am I going to get on this computer in Overwatch? I was like, well, I guess, I guess there's only one way to find that out. So I loaded it up. <laughs> I started playing. <laughs> I swear the other, whoever my teammates were, must have been like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what about you, Danny? Anything going on? Not really. I haven't been able to uh, try Overwatch 2 yet, but my friends have. They tried to play it. Um, uh, release date but the servers went crazy and yeah. one of them stayed in queue for about five hours and oh then goodness. got kicked out right before he was about to get in game um so it was a little sad but i was gonna wait to play <laughs> wait until they fix all their servers yeah the Smart. servers are good now so cool and i've been busy uh working on some youtube videos Fixed up a couple MacBooks to go uh, go check out YouTube. Also, we're going to be recording a uh, little milestone video on on YouTube to celebrate us hitting a milestone of subscribers. So go to YouTube and check that out and see uh, see what we're what we're doing. All right, we ready to uh, to hit Epcot? Yeah, yeah. The experimental prototype city of tomorrow. Park hopping. Park hopping. And like I said, we're just going to do the front half, which is Future World. Well, it was Future World for 40 years. I guess it's going to change into a, a bunch of different worlds now. But, you know, the Waterland and, like, <laughs> Butterland and <Play. laughs> Pancake Land or whatever they're, they're playing play. in. Uh, so the, 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 uh, the front part of Epcot is Future World, the back part. As you're opening, as you're coming in the main entrance, front and back, 
is the World Showcase. And as a kid, I, I actually went there the opening month, not opening day. That'd be silly, but opening month. <laughs> I found in, uh, in my parents' uh, photo albums, they used to keep some tickets. And uh, the tickets were stamped like October 16th or something like that. And it opened October 1st. Wow. I didn't realize we were there that early. Um, but besides that, we, we went several times as kids and then obviously several times since then with our kids and some of the, the existence of Epcot is kind of blended together, you know, Hey, when did this change to this and that kind of stuff? And when did they add that? Um, so we wanted to kind of take a snapshot of Epcot on opening day, which obviously Amber and Danielle have never seen (laughs) many years before. (laughs) I'm actually 45 years old. Whoa. (laughs) So I sent them a bunch of uh, YouTube videos for them to watch. And granted, some of them aren't that great because we're we're looking at 40-year-old film footage, you know, somebody's camcorders, not near as good as as the cameras we have today. Um, And then back then, people just didn't think, hey, let's let's film everything, you know. We didn't Mm -hmm. have... um, 365 day a, a year vloggers walking through Disney getting <laughs> a daily update of what cupcakes are on Main Street and that kind of stuff. Shout out to those people though. They're doing God's <laughs> yeah, work. They are, they, are, they are historians. <laughs> Modern day historians. We will we will be able to know on October 14th, 2022 what cupcake came out on Main Street. <laughs> and if it was good or not. Spoiler alert, it was probably good. <laughs> so so going into uh, to Epcot as a kid, the only thing I really cared about was Future World. Like, that was all the cool stuff for me. And, and you got to imagine, that now girls, that you see the adult that I became. Can you see why Future <laughs> oh, yeah. World would be, would be pretty uh, entertaining for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and your mother called it boring, right? Yes. <laughs> trying to teach you stuff. And you took her there on her birthday. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's the boring part. But for me, I mean, technology and all that stuff, it, it was like the the epic place to go. In fact, like if, if they would have firebombed the bridge that connected Future World to the World Showcase and we couldn't cross it and we had to spend the whole day in Future World, that would have just been fine for me. Because in the beginning of Epcot, there wasn't a whole lot to see back there. Like this ten-year-old kid doesn't want to go see, you know, the, the Mexico Pavilion or you know <laughs> the Japanese Pavilion or that kind of stuff. I mean, the, there was the Rio de Tiempo, so there was a boat ride there, but that was about it. You know, the nice American show. So, so I always just wanted to stick up front in the uh, in the Future World area. So let's. Let's stroll around Future World as if we were there. And for some reason, I always go counterclockwise. So walking in the park, you got to go counterclockwise around. I don't know why, but that's just the way I always go. (laughs) Go left. So we're going to start off actually walking straight into Spaceship Earth because obviously you you can't pass that up because you're walking right towards it right when you get through the gates. And Spaceship Earth hasn't changed a whole lot. I don't, I don't think you guys even watched a video on that, did you? No. So, Spaceship Earth, 
is the story of the history of communication. I don't know if, if that was apparent to me as a kid, but that's I don't think that was apparent, apparent to me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the uh, history of communication. So that's why they have like the the libraries of Yeah, Alexandria. Alexandria and the you know, was it painting the Sistine Chapel and and then working your way all the way up to the computers and that kind of stuff. So the majority of that has been the same throughout the life of it. I mean, the ride mechanism has been the same. Uh, a couple of the uh, the set pieces have changed over the years, especially the, the the modern set. So at the end, they had some depictions of 1980s technology. Obviously, that was like current technology. And there was like a kid in his bedroom with a computer and... I forget what the other... Oh, there was a, a lady working in a paperless office. So that was like... That was like late-breaking technology. You know, a computer in your bedroom and, and an office without a whole bunch of paper everywhere. And those got replaced with... Uh, let's see, they got... Oh, the uh, the boy and the girl talking across the internet. I think from like the United States to Japan or something. Hmm. So if you remember that now... They've got the and they've got like big screens. They're kind of like skyping, I guess you would call it. Um, so they've got that, and they've got the uh, the person working in their garage. You yeah. Know? So that's supposed to be kind of a depiction of either Steve Wozniak or Steve Jobs working in the garage creating a computer. Um, other than that, they they changed the narrator. Yeah, I forget who the first one was, the original one, but then they went to Walter Cronkite, and then they went to Jeremy Irons. So the narration has changed a little bit, but for the most part, it's been pretty much the same. It's supposed to have a big overhaul eventually, but, but why? It's, it's like a it's like a ball with a ride inside it. So it's not <laughs> like you can just carry stuff out. <laughs> you can just take stuff out of the loading dock and put a new set piece in. And Somehow it's got to come out of that ball. The ball. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's hinged. Maybe it just pops open like a like a uh, I don't know a ball with a hinge. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I can't even think like of a what a ball box. with a hinge would, would be. <laughs> so, uh, so any any comments on Spaceship Earth? I like it. I like it a lot. It's, yeah, it's, it's got it's, the uh, best smell ever. The burning of the Library of Alexandria is the best smell ever. And yeah. people make candles <laughs> based on it. Smell, yeah. Yeah. And Love I need it. one of those candles. <laughs> And it's very relaxing. You know, you yeah. take this low little Omnimover, you know, spinning around, going all the way up to the top, and then you go backwards on the way down. Now, obviously, the uh, the way down is different today than it was opening day. So today, it takes your picture, and you've got the little screen right mm -hmm. in your car. Mm -hmm. None of that was there. When you were going back backwards, I think you were just staring up at some, like, twinkly lights that were supposed to be, like, stars. And it played They're some really weird pretty. music for you. So that's that's a little different. What about you, Danny? Any comments on Spaceship Earth? Um, I just remember it being the ride I want to ride after walking around all day. Yeah, and I want some AC. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's dark, and it's a quick queue. Yeah, it is now. Yeah, it it used to be it used to be pretty bad, but Oof. it's it's a quick queue now. I gotta love the Omni Mover system. Keeps the people moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So we get out of that, and 
the the area that it dumps out into now, I don't even rem- remember as a kid. Uh, it must have dumped out in the same area, um, that room with all the screens and stuff. Oh, but yeah. I don't mm-hmm. remember enough about that to, to even say what was in there, but it, it's kind of cool. It's kind of dated right now, but I'm sure it was pretty cool back back then. So we, we pop out of there, and uh, we're staring right at the Seas Pavilion, which isn't there yet. So that, oh. that wasn't there for, I think, a couple of years. Um, takes takes a while to build the world's largest indoor aquarium fish tank thingy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you got to walk right past that to the uh, land pavilion presented by Kraft. Kraft Foods. So nice. the land pavilion at opening daytime had the uh, Listen to the Land ride. And it had a show called kitchen cabaret oh yeah and there was another show up in the theater upstairs and i forget what that was probably some food propaganda i don't know (laughs) craft world (laughs) now it's it's the world is ending propaganda or something (laughs) so let's talk about uh, we got to jump on that ride so let's talk about listen to the land which now we know as as what living on the land with the land Living with the land, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so listen to the land. Boat ride. Got to do a boat ride in, in a Disney good, park, good right? boat ride, yeah. A boat ride without a drop, though. Not even a little drop like Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> no drop at all. You either love this ride or you hate this ride. There's there's no middle. I love it. Like, people, people love this ride, and then people are like, that's the most boring thing ever. Now, I kind of like this old one better. Yeah, what, what's the first thing you noticed about getting on the boat and, and taking off? The song is so good. Oh, yeah, well, of course, the song. Everybody's, everybody's asked to get, bring that, that song back. But did you notice there's a human guide? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have that, that there's like a tour guide instead of not a recorded voice. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I think would be a little more interesting to me because after like writing it once like what I remember from like a few years ago and then writing it again um, a couple summers ago I I was like oh I've seen this before I feel like if I had that like person tour guide that wasn't the same as the one I had a few summers back I feel like I'd be more interested because it's two different people yeah but it's not something where you could like crack jokes and the jokes are different like jungle cruise like it's pretty educational so i feel Mm -hmm. like it just being a a voiceover now i feel like it's fine well opening day jungle cruise was not funny it was just educational (laughs) and they made it funny so i think there was an opportunity to add some puns Mm. in this ride but but yeah the human now the video that i sent you the link that i sent you that i will not link in this uh I will not link in the show notes because I'm about to criticize the the human. The Oof. human was a little boring and robotic in her speech. Yeah. So I remember there, there her name, some, but I won't say it. There is some variation in in the presentation of it, but but yeah, it does give even if it's just the tiniest bit of variety to the ride that that was uh, that was nice. And I'd like to see what the human guide would have done when the uh, when the Karen jumped out of the boat. You know, what is that, about a year ago or so? <laughs> Jumped what? out of the boat. I don't remember yeah. that. Wait, when we were there? 
She won an apple or something? <laughs> no, it happened. She took a, a video and she jumped out and started like, I don't know. It made it made all the Disney news. <laughs> it made all the, the Diz Twitter's feeds. <laughs> um, so let's see. So it starts off, like you said, it starts off with a song and some like giant vines and, and roots yeah, and stuff. I thought those were really pretty. That's supposed to be like the the growth of a seed from seed to a plant. Mm-hmm. And that's what the song is about, right? Yeah. Imagine you're a, a tiny little seed. Um, so that was nice. And then it goes through like different regions of, of the earth, like a rainforest, then a desert, then a prairie. And then they said that the farmers learned how to turn the prairie into a, a workable land and make farms. One of the notes that I wrote down for Listen to the Land was dog smiley face because in in that room with the <laughs> with the farmhouse, I was like, oh, it's the same dog. It's the same room. <laughs> I was happy that the dog was there. Yeah, it's the dog from Carousel of Progress. Yeah. It's the same model, yeah. And and overseeing that scene, of course, is the, the rotating. Mm-hmm restaurant which you could i don't think you could see in this video but it's was the restaurant there to open on opening day i don't know if it was open on opening day but it was definitely there and it's changed names a couple times but that's always been a a cool feature is you can kind of look up if if you're just looking at all the set pieces you kind of miss it but if you know that it's up there you can look up and be like oh there's a restaurant but yeah this so you get through the scenes uh through the farm and then uh, then a whole bunch of learning crap with plants, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got all the hydroponics and the the different fish tubes. Yeah. And then they tell you, hey, if, if you want to see more of this fish tube stuff, you can go to our restaurant and you can eat that fish that you just smiled at. <laughs> <laughs> the plants are one thing, right? We use these plants in our restaurants. But then they tell you, that fish is going to die soon and be on your plate. <laughs> just, just don't mean. order the fish. Easy. I mean, why don't they, why don't they just have like cows roaming through Epcot and be like, Oh my gosh. Slaughter your I own cow. Oh my Kill it yourself and put it on the grill. <laughs> it's in a tube in the cow tubes. Oh my gosh. Maybe that'll be in the new, uh, in Moana's water world. You can like stab your own fish or something. <laughs> <laughs> throw it into the volcano cook it isn't her whole movie involving her grandma being like a stingray well that's her grandma's soul or whatever mm, well yeah. that might be some other villager's soul that you're gonna eat <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay extra for that <laughs> alright any other notes on listen to the land um, I was eating my instant mac and cheese <laughs> when I saw it was um, with craft. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was eating my mac and cheese. So each of the nice. pavilions had a big sponsor. This one was craft Foods. Of course craft because craft owns like half of the food companies. <laughs> so. Right. Yep. So, uh, so we get off the boat ride and we go over and we want to go see a show. Yes. Yes, Amber wants to see this show. <laughs> I do. I do want to see this show. So Kitchen Cabaret. <laughs> Cabaret with a K. And the video I sent you, um, 
I will give credit to uh, Retro WDW. Yeah, they did a good so, job. So that podcast, excellent podcast that that talks about all retro Disney World. And one of the guys on the podcast uh, lived in Florida. He actually lived in St. Pete. So he would travel there often. And he would, like, bring an audio recorder and record audio on the rides. He'd bring a video camera and record that kind of stuff. So he was like the, the vlogger before vlogging was real. But he was doing it for, you know, for to save yeah, so when uh, when he did the kitchen cabaret, he said he sat in almost every seat. Like he'd just go wow. in, he'd film it with a camera, and then he'd, <laughs> it would be over. He'd exit out, and he'd come back in maybe the next week or something like that, and he'd sit in a different seat. So that's why that particular video that I sent you had so many different angles. The audio was perfect, mm-hmm. um, and the, the video was perfect. So that's a really good uh, representation of that show. So you start off in the uh, the little waiting room there, which is really neat, um, really neat kind of cityscape, you know, with the neon and everything. And then the doors pop open, you get to go into the theater, and you're greeted by Bonnie Appetit. Yeah. <laughs> and she's kind of your narrator through the whole thing. Having Good kind singer. of a kind of a, a short skirt. A little <laughs> little risque for uh <laughs> Because she's a human, she's right? She's a robot. Yeah, but she's a human. If she was <laughs> like a bear with a little tiny short tutu, that would be fine. But she's <laughs> like a human. That's it's a little too risque for for Epcot. But this is basically Epcot's Country Bear Jamboree, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got the narrator, Bonnie Appetit. And then we've got uh, several different, several different uh, bands that come up. You got the Crackpots. Mr. Dairy Goods, the Cereal Sisters, Ham and Eggs, and then the Veggies and the Fruits, right? Yep. <laughs> so, so tell me some notes on what you what you got to say about this show. It's perfect, start to finish. It's so good. It's the best thing that's ever existed. They should have never replaced it with Michael Jackson, and they should have never replaced Michael Jackson with whatever else they put there. They, they just this, this wasn't bring it replaced back. by Michael Jackson. Oh, it wasn't? Oh, the no. other thing was. Yeah. Okay. We'll get there. Which <laughs> oh, should have been replaced. <laughs> um, but Kitchen Cabaret is so good. The ham and eggs were so funny. They were just <laughs> cracking jokes. Ha ha. Um. Is that any notes? Cracking no. jokes. Ha ha. No probably stole that from them but uh it was so good and they were all such good singers or like comically bad singers but it was really good what about you danny wait when did they get rid of this one i think like 94 maybe okay um i had in my notes that um like you said it had like the same stage setup as like country bear jamboree that i noticed because they had like the two they had like the main stage but then they had like the two things on the side where like animatronics would pop up and stuff i thought that was cool um i've never like i've always heard about it because amber always talked about it and stuff (laughs) but i've never actually like watched the actual show so that was 
pretty cool. And then when they started singing the veggie veggie fruit song, I was like, oh, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, because you used to have this CD that, with all the Epcot songs, and yeah. it had a small portion of um, Kitchen Cabaret on it. And that's the only reason I know it exists or used to exist. And that's the only reason I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, it had a small selection. Fruit. It had the ham and eggs, the little skit from ham and eggs, and it had the veggie fruit fruit song. It may have had the uh, the Serial Sisters. I think so. The Bugle Boy uh, yeah. rendition. But yeah, it was, it was good. And then, of course, after they do all the individual... Uh, pieces then they all come in for the grand finale just like country bears and uh, all the set pieces are back and doing one big song um did you like the ham and eggs like the the picture show thing that was going on it's almost like the sing-along portion yeah but it was like a like a slideshow i guess yeah yep and then sadly this was replaced with like food rocks, I think it was called, uh, which was different, different bands, different set pieces, and they did uh, almost like Weird Al type parody songs of rock and rap of the eighties and nineties. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have to look that up sometime. You'll either love it or hate it. What is it uh, now? Is it is it because the. The like apocalypse video is a different theater, right? Right, that's the one. I think that's upstairs. Yeah. So I think they had to take this out because there's two um, big theaters for the Soren. Oh, so they oh they turned it into Soren. Yeah, I think because or... you load in from the left, but I think the theaters go all the way across the backside. Oh. So it probably eats into where that was. Dumb. Destroy yeah. Soren. We don't need Soren. But but to remind you, even Walt Disney himself said that this park should never yeah. be finished. Of course, he didn't want it to be a theme park. He wanted, <laughs> no, he to, be didn't a want it to be a city. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess uh, I guess that doesn't hold true. <laughs> Epcot should never be finished. Okay. Well, it is if we're gonna put a billion dollars into a theme park. <laughs> All right, so we uh, we get done with that. Maybe we go over to the uh, the food court. They had a really nice food court back then. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, a little it's good now little too. different than what it is now. So you go over to the food court. It was nice because everybody could pick what they wanted to eat. You know, I'm gonna go over to the uh, the bread and cereal place and get a sandwich. And then <laughs> I'm gonna Dad's go to the mac and cheese aisle. Yeah. Get some mac and cheese. Maybe Dad goes over to the kill your own cow and, and eat a steak. <laughs> Go to the cow tubes and get a steak. All right, so we get out of the listen to the land, walk out of there, and uh, head to the right, continue around the circle. And what comes up next? Which pavilion? Um, you're you're the one who always directs us where to go when we yeah. go to these parks. <laughs> I'm so. All I know is I've never been so disappointed in you. <laughs> Imagination. It's like, pavilion. It's like near where the land is, or the. The bridges. Okay. The Imagination oh. Pavilion. Imagination's like across the street. So we gotta <laughs> we gotta stop and play with the uh, the dancing fountains first, right? The jumping yes. water. Was yeah. that their opening day? Oh yeah. Really? A, oh, that's awesome. And a big beautiful fountain that now is just a 
not quite as beautiful as it was. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, you got to play in the uh, the jumping water for a while. And and then we walk right up to the sign that says, hey, uh, our main ride's not going to be ready for five months. <laughs> so come back in five <laughs> months now that you've spent all your money to get in the park. So the uh, the figment ride, not open yet. It yeah. took five months for them to get that ready. That was a uh, it was one of those engineering marvel things. The uh, the big set piece in the middle, where uh, Dreamfinder was, and you guys, I didn't send you a video of, of that ride, but where Dreamfinder was, is a huge turntable, and that just took a while to figure out how to get because uh. it's like a a several minute long set piece, and right. when you're on an Omni Mover, you don't usually see a set piece for several minutes. <laughs> so they had to figure out, how can we do this? How can we have this interaction between Dreamfinder and Figment and have a nice little song? Uh, so it was actually like a pie-wedged uh, turntable, similar to Carousel of Progress, um, where the whole thing is rotating and your cars end up rotating along with it on the outside of the, the pie. And I think there was like five pie-wedges. So they had five complete set pieces of the, the Dreamfinder mobile thingy. But we don't get to see that yet. So um, Kodak, who's a sponsor, said, well, you better freaking have something. <laughs> right? we, we're putting all this money into this pavilion. People are going to come in here opening day. We don't want our name on a building that has, has nothing in it. So they've got a uh, movie that was prepared in the Magic Eye Theater. So the Magic Eye Theater is, is the uh, theater. I think it's over to the right-hand side of the pavilion. And we're going to go in there and see a little movie called Magic Journeys. Oof. <laughs> Oof. So what you guys saw was a 2D representation of a 3D movie. Now, that right there is enough to say that you didn't get to see the full experience. Because the, the, 3D, <laughs> okay. the 3D movie... Yeah, that's, that's fine by me. <laughs> the 3D movie was absolutely the best 3D of its time. Now, I grew up where 3D movies were like popular and you'd, you'd yeah. go to the theater and it would all be like old black and white ones because, you know, there'd be some old horror movie like House of Wax. I remember seeing House of Wax at the movie theater and it's some old, I don't know, 1940s or 50s movie and you'd wear the black and white polarized glasses to see the, the thing. And it would be cool because it had some 3D to it, but this 3D with the red and blue lenses, this was like insanely good. So I'm sorry you guys didn't get to see that part. You just got to see the psychedelic kids doing <laughs> weird craps part. <laughs> um, it has an iconic song. Some people absolutely love that song. It's made by the Sherman Brothers, of course. Are they the Mary Poppins guys? Yep. Okay. They're the almost everything guys. Right. <laughs> they wrote all the good songs. Um, so you start off with these kids staring up at the clouds. And basically the things that they're seeing in the clouds, I guess, I guess this is where the imagination part of it comes in. Um, the rest of the scenes that you see are kind of, they're like imagining what they see with these clouds, right? They talked about seeing um, a lion and that kind of stuff. So the kids are staring at the clouds. Then all of a sudden they're flying through the air. And then they're like riding a horse on a beach for some reason. I'm not sure why the one kid's riding on the horse. <laughs> um, then they're on a carousel. 
and the carousel part with the golden ring. Did you see that? How they're all reaching out trying to get the golden ring? No. No. Okay. So uh, in the old days, a carousel would be going around and there'd be a, a golden ring and you'd have to reach out and try to get it. And if you, if you got it, then you'd get to ride the ride again. Uh. And on some carousels, they'd have like a ring dispenser and everybody's reaching it. And when you, when you grab one, another one pops up kind of like a, kind of like a, a napkin dispenser, mm. <laughs> but for, mm-hmm. for rings. And there'd be a bunch of like silver ones. And then whoever got the gold one, which was randomly placed in there somewhere, would get to turn that into the ride attendant and get to ride again. So in this movie, you got this golden ring sitting out there. And I swear to God, everybody in the theater is reaching for it because it's like spinning right in front of you. Like, like I've never seen anything like that before. So that was just an amazing 3D technology. But then all of a sudden you got a witch shooting lightning. What the crap's that all about? <laughs> it got real spooky. <laughs> you got witches. You got some weird circus freaks. Uh, the lion finally shows up. And uh, the weird circus magician, like, turns the, the kid small, puts him on the hat, and then drops him, and then he then he falls back to earth. And then it ends with the kid blowing a dandelion. And if I hadn't seen this uh, YouTube video... And you said, hey, what was what was uh, that Magic Journeys movie about? All I'd remember is the golden ring and the dandelion because <laughs> the kid blows the dandelion into the audience and those little, all the little tiny pieces, all the little petals are just like floating everywhere. And then again, you'd see all the people reach up, you know, grabbing for these things, seeing if they were actually there or not. Wow. So now that now that I've hyped it up for all of its 3D technology, tell me what your impression was of this strange psychedelic movie. My only note that I put was boring. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> and I was very confused. But I don't know, for the time, I guess, and the 3D, how cool that must have been. I can see why it was appealing, but... I would not want to sit there for what, like 20 minutes, like watching this video. (laughs) Now the, um, I think the, the retro WDW people interviewed like one of the guys that helped out with that movie. And it's a fascinating story about getting it ready like days before opening day. Wow. And, um, like it was all like cut and edited in California. Then it had to be flown across the country um, to get to Epcot. And he had these canisters, which were absolutely huge um, that he had to carry, you know, all these canisters of film and they had to get it set up on these huge projectors. And then they had to have that like synchronized with the audio. And that took a long time to, to get done. So it was uh it's a fascinating story from that from that aspect. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little weird. But for me, the the 3D stuff was was just well worth it to to go in there. Now that like was. What, re- go ahead. I like what they have there now. That's the, the, uh, the like Pixar. the animation. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of neat. And it had the same same pre-show. You know how the the animation thing yeah. has a pre-show and then you go mm-hmm. in. So the pre-show was 
um, a, basically like a Kodak commercial. Of course. <laughs> with, a, with a great uh, song. And if you've listened to my CD in my car, the Epcot CD um, that I'm always playing in my car as I tool around town, <laughs> it's the Making Memories uh, oh, song. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. So it's all about, and, and what I like about that song is it, it kind of goes through several different generations of making memories from, you know, from the watch the birdie and, you know, the, the flash pops and you capture that one image and then to the instant cameras and to color cameras and, and the, the uh, style of music singing the song. It's the same song over and over again, but the style of music kind of shifts through like the twenties, the fifties, the eighties, that kind of thing. So that's, uh, that's the movie part of, the Imagination Pavilion, mm-hmm. and we can't go on the ride, but we can go into ImageWorks. Yeah. Now, one of my one of my greatest regrets is that you guys have seen ImageWorks as it is now, but that, that's never also got one to of my regrets. ImageWorks <laughs> of <laughs> of the opening day era. It looked so much cooler. It did. Yeah, I mean, right now it looks like a. I mean, it's all lit up. You know, it's not dark and yeah. like, colorful. It's just like a room with a bunch of broken touchscreen computers. Yeah. <laughs> in a gift shop. <laughs> a tiny so, gift shop. So this is intended that you would get off the ride and then you would go into ImageWorks, which was an indoor playground of imagination. And uh, so without the ride, you would just go straight up into it. So they had the spiral staircase, which was really cool, or you can take the the elevator up. And that puts you on the second floor, which is right in the middle of all those glass, you know, panels of this huge, awesome looking glass pyramid that that you've walked into. Right now, you never get the real sense. You know, you walk up to it, you see see the fountains, you see the glass pyramids, but you walk into it, you never get the sense that you're in that glass pyramid. Mm Mm-hmm. So you would end up at the top of that staircase and there was like benches and stuff because mom's not going to want to go play with that stuff. Mom's (laughs) going to sit and, uh, you know, sit in the the little atrium there. So it had a nice place to sit and then the kids can just go, you know, crazy in this, in this indoor playground. Now, most, most of the times when you're going into a theme park that has rides, you don't spend a whole lot of time in a, you know, playground per se. Um, but in this case, I, I remember spending hours in ImageWorks. Wow. So you had um, the School of Dreamfinder, which the movie I sent you showed a little bit. It was a huge, instead of green screen, it was a blue screen. Mm-hmm. A huge blue screen. And they would get volunteers. Whoever was, was attending the, the stage would get volunteers, you know, get little kids from, from around. And then they would do a random show. It would either be Space or Cowboy. I figure what the third one was. And you would, they would give you, like in front of you, there's like a half wall in front of you. And you could see the TV screens there. And what you saw there was the actual finished product, which was, you didn't see the blue screen wall. You saw the actual, you know, train or the space or whatever. So you could see what was happening. And then the guy who was running the show would give you direction like, hey, everybody turn right and start running in place. You know, mm-hmm. hey, everybody, you know, look scared and that kind of stuff. And the audience would see this 
on giant screens, um, you know, behind your, behind your head. So that was really cool. And I remember being picked and, and doing it or volunteering Whoa. and thinking, man, this is, this is so cool. Cause this is, this never happens to me, right? I never get picked out of the audience to do something like this. So I get to do, I forget, I think it was the train, the train wild Western one. So that was cool. And then, uh, then you walk around, you got the huge pen tables. So you've seen those things that you put your hands yeah. in the pens. These things were, I don't know, they had to be like eight foot long or something, just ginormous tables of pens. And you'd swing your, your hand underneath them and make little waves and, Maybe some kid would go underneath there and try to get his whole body pressed up into it. <laughs> and you're wondering how all these like little nails or needles, you're wondering how they're not hurting you, right? So that was cool. They had uh, the Rainbow Corridor. Yeah. Which is still up there, just not doing anything. <laughs> and uh, and from the movie, it said it had two settings. One was just a continuously wave of, of colors changing. And the other was it would like follow you as you walk through the colors would change and one color would follow you all the way through that corridor. There was something similar at one of the Ripley's Believe It or Not museums. I think one of them had like a rainbow or like tunnel. Now the the movie didn't show they mentioned the digital wall. I don't know if you heard them mention the digital wall, but they they didn't. Mm -hmm. I don't think they showed it, but basically it was a wall full of like cubes and whoever stood behind it would be digitized into like, you know, one bit like pixel graphics of themselves. Whoa. So everybody would be doing like jumping jacks and waving their hands and and all the you know, all the kids are flicking birds, of course. <laughs> and on the other side you just see their their big fist, you know, one big pixel. <laughs> so it didn't work, right? No one could tell they were flicking off. But that's that's half the fun is, you know, flicking everybody off and nobody knowing you were doing it. So that was the digital wall was really cool. The stepping tones, which they kind of have now. Yeah. Yeah. They barely work. Uh, yeah. No, the, the stepping tones of, of the old days, you saw the room. It was like a, a it yeah. was a room with all the hexagons and it, it felt kind of like, and I don't even know if, if you can, you can vibe with this statement. It felt kind of like a skating party. <laughs> what? <laughs> have you ever been to a skating party? Like <laughs> Probably roller not. Skating? Roller skating, yeah. Roller skating, yeah. I had one. Um, Did? But it felt kind of like that, like dark room, you know, just people in there doing things, jumping around and stuff. And uh, and now it's kind of like a bright room and you've yeah. got big squares instead of hexagons and you got like, instead of psychedelic, like weird synthesizer tones, now you have like, you a jump saxophone. on this one, it's a... Yeah, it's just like a tambourine or, you know, drum or something. So the stepping tones were cool. And and then they had some of the some of the things that survived and went downstairs, um, like the symphony thing mm-hmm. where you move your hand around and it kind of conducts the symphony. They had Which those. Works even and, less than the other thing. <laughs> right. But overall the image works was was awesome and it would it would eat up hours for people, which is exactly what Disney wants, right? They want a place that people can go and eat up hours and not be standing in a line. Right. So what you have any notes from what you saw in the video? Um, the video that you sent us 
like had footage from people who would sneak up inside the abandoned image works and right it's so sad like the tiles mm-hmm. are still on the floor right and everything's still there but it's just gone it's just abandoned yeah. and and now the only people who can see the the pretty view out of the giant like pyramid is um vacation club members it's like at right. least yeah. they found BBC some lounge. use for for those yep and the the staircase is like right there yeah <laughs> you mm-hmm. just can't go up it but that's that's life right things have i hope to they rehaul that and maybe maybe they'll give journey into imagination a, or is that even what it's called now it went from journey into imagination to journey into your imagination and now it's like Journey into the senses or something. Journey into imagination with figment or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But maybe they'll revert that. <laughs> Since <laughs> they're making a, better. making a movie for figment now. Yeah. Or at least it's in the works. It's in the planning phases, I guess. They made so a maybe they'll revive it. <laughs> they said that they had to close the image works because of budget cuts. I'm like... It's it's already there. <laughs> just like yeah. people walk through it. <laughs> and just flick the switch, turn the turn the thing back on. But maybe they didn't want the the humans running the cuz there was like 3 of those blue screen stages at the beginning. Oh. There's 3 of those going on at the same time. Then they cut it down to one and now there's none. Broken touch screens where yep. you can try to email yourself a picture. I don't think I ever got the pictures. <laughs> Right. I don't think the email ever worked. <laughs> I think it did work for me. Oh, really? I think I I remember naming one of mine these nuts. Of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got a colorful pigment figment named these nuts. Nice. Weren't they adding something to that playground area? I remember last time we went, they had something like blocked off. It was like coming soon. Oh, that's part of play, isn't it? Uh, might be. There was like a like a doorway that was closed, and I think it was like Wreck It Ralph or something. That would be cool. Anything would be cool right now. Yeah, it's just sad. Everything's closed in Epcot right now. <laughs> yeah. Journey into construction zone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, are we ready to leave the Imagination Pavilion? Yep. Okay, so let's walk around uh, past the bridge that goes to um, World Showcase. We don't need to see yeah, that. Yeah, we don't need to go to France. And that's going to lead us to the World of Motion, presented by General Motors. Yeah. So the World of Motions, uh, they wanted to depict the history of movement, his history of transportation. Um, so they showed sea, air, and land, the invention of the wheel like a used chariot lot. There's a lot of uh, a lot of humor in this along with with the history part. Um what do you guys what do you guys have notes on about this? Um I said that there's a good view of the Epcot ball. Um, I, right at the beginning of the thing. video. Right. Yeah, you get like in a the huge opening and you can see like just perfect full Epcot ball. Right. You get into the Omnimover ride thing and it spirals up and that is an awesome view of the park. 
Um, uh, it is open air. So if, if there was like a hurricane going on, you'd have a little trouble riding that ride. Oof. But that's, that's to be expected today because now it's test yeah. track, which has the open air section that you're always getting closed down because they have to try the track or something. I don't know. <laughs> what else? Um, I said it was pretty similar to Spaceship Earth. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty undecided of which one I like more. I think I like Spaceship Earth a little bit more. But I liked the scenes and the little movie screens behind the scenes. Um, I thought those were really cool. And like Spaceship Earth doesn't really have that. Um, but I just like wasn't really vibing with the like theme. Like, I don't know, the transportation theme. I didn't like as much as Spaceship Earth. The fun to be free. So they, they uh, this has obviously a lot more humor with some of the set pieces like the... Uh, the sailor or the guy out on the, on the sea. And there's the, the big Loch Ness monster dragon type thing, mm-hmm. you know, staring right into his telescope. Um, you get the, the man sitting in the, the slop. He had fallen off his bicycle and he ended up in a slop full of mud with the, with the, uh, pigs. Yeah. It reminded kinda me like, of pirates. Yep. Kind of like pirates, except for he didn't want to be there. And the, the one in the pirates ride does want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had, I don't know if you caught it, but when they got to the, uh, you know, the steam engine and everything, they talked about mm-hmm. the train and they said, now you have fast, dependable, safe, safe travels. And, but the depiction is a train being robbed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, fast, dependable, safe travel. I liked um, the, the wheel though. Like the people standing in front with like a triangle wheel. Oh and, yeah. Like, a square wheel or whatever. Yep. The steam, they, they showed a steamboat, which I tried to look up to see if this steamboat ended up in Splash Mountain, but I couldn't find anywhere that said that the, the big steamboat ended oh. up in, in Splash Mountain, so I'm not sure about that. Um, now, it had speed rooms. Are you familiar with the term speed rooms? No. So, all the way back in uh, Magic Kingdom, one of the first rides was called if you had wings and they had a speed room where as you're going through the room, it's completely surrounded by movie projectors of like taking off on an airplane or going on an airboat through the Everglades. And it gives you the sense and they have huge fans blowing straight at you. So it gives you a sense of going really fast, even though your Omni mover is going really slow. Oh, so they had that in, in this ride. Is that what I wrote? Tunnel surprising and weird. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a tunnel <laughs> with lots of projectors and it gives you the sense of there might have been like space travel and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they did, they they pulled a lot of tricks out of like uh, if you had wings because that also had a lot of projector based screens happening, you know, interlaced with the set pieces. So I can see some tribute to that in, in this uh, world of motion. The World of Motion, I think, has the record for most animatronics out of any ride. Yeah, there was a lot. It had like 180 or something. Whoa. Wow. I think that includes humans and animals. but Did one of lots, them become Trump? Lots of robots. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. <laughs> that was Ellen. <laughs> that, was, that was Ellen. <laughs> um, what else? Had the song Fun to be Free, which... Is catchy, but then eventually th- that theme kind of 
Like, we get it. <laughs> it was kind of hard to hear in the video. Yeah, it wasn't the best best video. Um, I wish I could find a better video of that, of that ride through. So how long was that open? Um, that was open for, for a good while, probably into the nineties hmm. before, before it went from General Motors to Chevrolet, which Chevrolet is owned by General Motors, but for some reason the sponsor changed to just Chevrolet. Probably because it's more recognizable. I don't know. And uh, and then they changed the test track, so part of I think it was a ten year, a ten year contract with General Motors. So it might have been after ten years it closed down, and they they had to recreate something new because they said if we're going to renew our sponsorship, we don't want the same ride. We want oh. a new ride. But I think they they ponied up some more money for it, and that's how they built test track. But when you're done with the when you're done with the ride, you go into what they call the Trans Center. So the Trans Center is the the area now that has the the car, the big car, you know, that mm-hmm. you can yeah. take your picture at, and then it's mm-hmm. got the uh, the place where you can see the results of your you yeah. know, the car that you designed, and you can race them around on the big screen and stuff. Um, the Trans Center there had a I think it was a bird and a robot that had like a show, kind of like a ham and eggs type show, but it was a bird and a robot. I think the robot was like one of the assembly line robots that would build cars. So that it was sounds a bird cute. Bird in that, yeah, that was it was cute. And then they had a uh, like an animation um, little theater. They had a couple little theaters that you could sit down. Everybody's like walking out, you know, just like today. You you like walk through there fast, and then because you want to go ride another ride somewhere. Right. But they had little theaters you could sit down and watch. And I think the one was called Water Engine. And it was basically all these uh, all these people coming up with different ideas of engines that would replace the internal combustion engine because we have to look towards the future of, of uh, transportation and we don't want to be using fossil fuels all this time. Meanwhile, right across the street, there's Exxon saying, <laughs> no, no, keep using the fossil fuels. They're awesome. <laughs> uh, but but they, uh, they're calling all these people that are coming up with these ideas, they're calling them crazy, but... You know, they're saying, hey, we may be crazy, but we need to come up with something or else we're going to use up all of our resources. But cool. Anything else, uh, Danny? Any notes on that one? Uh, I just had that I like the view of the Ebcot ball. And I also said it was like Spaceship Earth. And um, I liked the, the, like what we're talking about, the space travel at the end the little tunnel i thought that was cool yeah so a lot of the, a lot of people my age will all say the same thing and that is early epcot if if you didn't have these youtube videos to to reflect on early epcot you would have a hard time remembering which set pieces were in which rides because <laughs> they all have cavemen they all have dinosaurs <laughs> they all have you know there's several you know tropes that kind of show up in each of these rides and they all start to blur together. Like, were the were the cavemen in, in Spaceship Earth, or were they in World of Motion? Yes, they were. <laughs> <laughs> they were in both. Okay. Was Da Vinci in uh, <laughs> World of Motion, or was he in Spaceship Earth? Yes, Da Vinci was in both. So, uh, so we go out of there, and uh, we're walking now past what will soon be 
uh, Horizons, but Horizons isn't there yet. And we end up at the Universe of Energy, which again, another iconic looking building because it's got all the solar panels on the top, which are partially powering the ride. And we walk into Universe of Energy. We've got a pre-show, which is a nine-minute movie. And it was kind of cool because the nine-minute movie is on a hundred tiny, not tiny, but a hundred small square screens. So they could take those small square screens and make like a mosaic where it may be an individual image on it, or they may use like nine of them or 16 of them or 25. You know, they may use several of them to make uh, an image. And uh, that was kind of neat how the the movies would pop up in different areas because they were using the different tiny screens. So we watch our nine minute movie, which doesn't include Ellen and uh, (laughs) Bill Nye, the science guy yet. It's just um, energy. (laughs) (laughs) It's just that kind of stuff. And uh, we get done with the pre-show and we go into the main theater. The main theater basically has six big groupings of seats and you sit down in there and it kind of rotates on a big turntable and it shows you uh, a big movie. They got these 32 foot tall screens, you know, several hundred feet wide. And you're watching movies about the formations of fossil fuels and where they come from and how, how you get the fuels out of the fossil fuels, that kind of stuff. Very, very educational information about where our energy comes from. And then, uh, and then it rotates around to the, to the exit of that uh, theater and the whole theater starts moving like the seat that you're in <laughs> just imagine like a whole theater of, of people just starts moving that's the ride right now we're moving mm-hmm. through the ride and it kind of splits up i don't know if you remember from the movie that i sent you it, it splits yeah. up into six mm-hmm. different individual uh cars it was so satisfying that, to watch the little model of it yeah yeah <laughs> that uh, the six little cars kind of go in a single file line now and they go through two dioramas. And this is like, if they had promotional video or promotional photos of Epcot, it wouldn't show hundreds of people sitting in a theater watching uh, oil rigs. (laughs) It shows the people like being amazed by all these animatronic dinosaurs. So that's, that's what everybody wanted to see. They just wanted to see the dinosaurs. They didn't want to see the, the stupid oil rigs. So you go through the dioramas and there's all the dinosaurs, which is kind of weird because it's it's just like the, the land where you're looking at something that you're later going to eat. And now we're looking at the dinosaurs, <laughs> which are later going to fuel our car. <laughs> That's going to be our fossil fuels. Yummy dinosaurs. <laughs> so you go through the dinosaurs, you end up in theater number two. And uh, the the six cars reform into the big theater seats, and you watch the second movie, and then more more oil rigs. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. now we're learning about wind power and solar power, and uh, hydraulic power. I think that's where you get into you seeing uh, Niagara Falls and how we're harnessing nature in different ways to create new forms of stuff. But don't stop buying our fuel at your local <laughs> Exxon uh, store. And then uh, the whole theater moves back into theater one. And now all the um, drapes that were hiding or or that were down in theater one now come up and they show uh, big mirrors. And there's mirrored tiles behind those drapes. 
and now when they're projecting the movie it kind of gives you like an infinity wall type look so they oh. can do some some nifty stuff uh with some special effects because of those mirrors are in there then you watch your your last movie there which would be your fourth movie and then <laughs> you you exit out so it was um like I, like I said, a lot of educational, boring movie stuff with some cool dinosaurs in it. And, um, but besides that, looking back at it, it's the, the ride mechanism, which is most fascinating to me. Because <laughs> yeah. at the turntable, they actually use like air airbags to inflate to make that turntable that's turning around have like zero friction. Mm-hmm. And the cars are all on an early form of the trackless thing that they now use for like tower of terror and the, uh, Mickey and Minnie mine train. Uh-huh. So there's a, they said like a, a copper wire, like an eighth eighth inch thick in the ground that these big theater seats are following. So there's no track. It's just, a, and they get recharged when they go back into the theater thing onto the turntable. Um, they start getting charged by the solar energy. And that charges the batteries in the in the ride vehicles, so it's a fascinating ride mechanism with some educational energy stuff. Now I don't remember the Ellen and Bill Nye one that much, except for the fact that Ellen and Bill Nye were there. But was the were the dinosaurs there? Like, was it the same dinosaurs and like same system when it was Ellen? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I think they may have updated the movies, you know, all the uh-huh. big movies. And there was an animatronic of Ellen somewhere along the line. I don't know if she was <laughs> before you went into the dioramas or if she was in there hanging out with the dinosaurs. I forget. Um, but yeah, um, they updated it to that. And then that lasted for a while. Of course, they closed that not too long ago, probably uh, in the 20 teens. So that's that's where they're building Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, and I think they kept the building because the building is like the indoor queue for oh, the ride that they built okay. behind it. But I, I think they took all the solar panels down, maybe. Oof, that sucks. Yeah, but they have huge solar fields now that run Epcot. <laughs> um, what else? What what else do you think about Universe of Energy? You got any notes, Danny? Uh, I thought it was cool that it each ride sat almost a hundred people. Like right. that was that's pretty impressive. I'm this sure. was a crowd eater, is what they'd call it. <laughs> yeah, the lines were not very long, probably. And um, when I was watching the like the models in the cars breaking up, my first thought was the Mickey um and mini ride yeah yeah how you're some sometimes you're in front of the the other group and then they're behind you Mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of cool and there was two complete sets of those theater seats yeah that blew me away when they were like yeah and they do it twice (laughs) yeah they've got so you got a bunch of people in the in the pre-show area and then you got a bunch of people in the first theater and then you got a bunch of people in the second theater and so yeah it would it would eat through um, it would eat through the crowds for sure. Uh, what else? So now, one thing I do remember is when you'd 
get off the ride for a while, and I forget if this was opening day or if this was later on, they would give you an Exxon Presents Mickey and Minnie comic book. Whoa. And I still have my Mickey, or Mickey and Don, Mickey and Donald um, comic book, and it's it's basically a propaganda comic <laughs> about the uh, <laughs> the course. wonders of natural fuels. <laughs> Gorsh. It's That's so funny. Cool. <laughs> All right, so uh, so we're done with Universe Energy. We got one place left to go, and that is Communicore, yeah. which I cannot even. I would not be able to describe to you and no movie that you could ever see could ever depict the, the greatness of Communicore. Now this is probably the most boring part of, of all the stuff that we talked about for, you know, just in general, because there was no like consensus theme, but the overall theme of Communicore was all of Epcot was run by computers, right? All the ride mechanisms were Mm -hmm. run by computers and they said instead of hiding them in tunnels and stuff underground like they do for for uh, Magic Kingdom, like, we'll let people see them. So you could, like, see behind the windows, like, all these huge computers that were running all the rides and all these wires going from this Communicore out to the different, you know, attractions. So you got that. You've got a, uh, a musical review called a Studer Computer Review with music and talking about computers. Now that only lasted for <laughs> two years before they closed that down. Um, you had like a room that you can go into and they do like a census. Like you'd answer questions like with little push panels, like oh. almost like uh, dances with the stars or something where, where the people in the audience have a little push panel or they can, you know, type down which they like best. I guess not dances with the stars, but um, maybe what was it deal or no deal or one of those type no no uh who wants to be a millionaire when mm. they pulled the audience and you would pick a b c or d okay so they had like a, a little theater that you could go in there and they'd ask questions and you'd hit the buttons and you'd see if you were right or not um they had a uh population clock Whoa. so this huge mechanical a uh, row of numbers that was constantly turning that was supposed to depict the uh, the births and deaths happening in, in America. Cool. They had hmm. Smart One, which was a, a robot that you could interact with. They had a bunch of touch screens. I think in the in the video you saw all the different touch screen kind of games and stuff that you could you could yeah. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they did have a, a gift shop, which was the biggest gift shop in in Disney. And they had a restaurant, but the rest of it was all cool crap. Okay. So now, <laughs> now you've got a Starbucks, you got a, a restaurant, you got a huge, um, well, well now you got a bunch of rubble, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're rebuilding all that. But the last time we went there where it was where it was all in, in, uh, intact, you got the Starbucks, you got the, the cool zone, you got the, yeah. the restaurant, the, the gift shop, and then you've got, some interactive stuff. I think the only thing we really saw was like the DuPont paint stuff the that was there in Crayola. Um, and all the meet and greets, the darned mm. meet and greets, yeah, right, <laughs> all that stuff. Oh, it, but, was that the building with the timeline of Epcot? Yes. Okay, yep. that was really so. There cool. was, you know, if you look at it, you got the they look like lungs, right? Um, mm-hmm. You got a left and a right, so they called it. Uh, Communicore East and Communicore West, which was always confusing because when they first opened, 
Your maps were oriented as if you were walking in the park. So you would start at the bottom and you'd walk up. Right. But all the other maps are oriented north and south. So like when you walk in the Magic Kingdom, you're walking through the gates, you're walking north towards the castle. Mm-hmm. When you're walking into Animal Kingdom, you're walking north towards um, the, the Tree of Life. Well, Epcot's upside down. When right. you walk in the gates, you're walking <laughs> south towards, you know, Spaceship Earth. But the maps were showing that you were walking up the map. So you got <laughs> east and west, you know, Communicore east and west, and they were flipped from what you'd think they would be. <laughs> so that was confusing. Um, but they had, it was just like a huge interactive playground. Now, this is a time where not everybody had a computer. And... You know, the computers that you had didn't do a whole lot. So you're walking into a room with just a crap ton of computers. And a kid like me would just be like, oh, I just I just want to interact with these things <laughs> like forever. You know, I won't I, I don't care if it looks like some stupid touchscreen game. I want I want to see what it's doing. So what what did you guys gather out of out of the watching the videos? My first impression was yeah, I'm sure my dad loved this. Um, i thought it was really cool the amount of like technology there was especially for like the 80s i thought that was like a lot of it was really advanced um i think one of them was like a text-to-speech and like the family using it was like making fun of how um the computer said like jose they said (laughs) like jose or something um but You'd that's... have to spell things wrong on purpose to get it to <laughs> say your name mm-hmm. right. But I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that yeah. was like one of the first um, interactions of text-to-speech that that you could go and do. You know, later when you started getting a computer, you could do that at home with some software. But that was like the first place I ever saw it. So what about you, Amber? What did you see in the videos? Oh my God. I thought it was so cool. Um there were like the like cuckoo clock things. Oh were. yeah, so those were if, really cool. If you get a chance, look that up, and it's called the Age of Information. Okay. So just watch a video on that, and you'll probably find. Look for the for the retro WDW version of it. Okay. I was going to send you a link to that, but I've already sent you a couple hours of, of stuff. <laughs> but look that up, Age of Information. Um, okay. It was, I think, a German couple. That that's what they did for a living is they built that kind of stuff. Whoa. So they built that whole wall display for Epcot. And um, they had a song that goes with it. And every about every two years, Retro WDW has like a get-together at Disney. They call it Retromania. And they had the daughter, I think, of the family that made that. Um, they had the daughter come and sing the song Whoa. on stage, you know, and they had Ooh. the, they had the, you know, the video of the thing playing in the background and they had her playing, I think it was, um, acoustic guitar maybe, um, and playing that song, uh, synchronized with, cause as the song starts talking about something, a different part of the display would start animating. Wow. So go find that video. It's, it's fascinating. What else? I just thought it was really cool and wish I could have seen it. Yeah, it's like I said, it, it was one of those things that you took for granted when it was there because it wasn't a ride. It was right. just something you walk around and, and maybe you interact with. And maybe the first time you see it, it's all fascinating. The second time you see it, it's kind of neat. And the third time you're like, 
no, I've kind of done that before. So you kind of take it for granted. So I think the more times we went to Epcot, the less times we went into Communicore. But they they did shift that through the years a couple times. Yeah, what was there in like 2010 when we went to Epcot? Because that was like Inno- before the Crayola. Inno- Innoventions. Yeah. So that's what it was called. And it still had some of that same kind of, you know, theme to it. You know, more more learning, more technology. For a, a period, I think in the 90s, it was all, I think, sponsored by Sega. Whoa. So you'd go in there and it would just be a bunch of Sega Genesis's. Oh my goodness. Hooked up to, and you could play Sonic. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that was a, a pretty big hit. But now it's it's pretty sad, and I think they tore one of the lungs down, and I don't even remember if it's east or west, because I can't even picture which one it was. But uh, hopefully, whatever they put there is going to be going to be worth the uh, worth the transition. But yeah, so that's uh, that brings us through our entire journey. Any final thoughts on any of the attractions? No. I don't think so. If if only we could get a time machine. Now there is um a guy who I think his Twitter handle and stuff is futureport82 and he is using uh 3D technology, you know, game game making software. I think he's using Unity maybe to recreate uh, a 1982 version of Epcot. Whoa. And and he's done a f- fantastic job i mean you can walk around and see and he's he's gone through the trouble of like he would if someone sent him a good picture of the wallpaper in the land pavilion then he would recreate the texture and design of the wallpaper in the land pavilion (laughs) wow (laughs) so he's using you know thousands of pictures and videos to to reskin everything um, some of the pavilions you can just walk into some of the pavilions you can walk into and go on the ride. Wow. And so he's recreated the set pieces. Um, and it's all free. You just find future port 82 and download it. And it's an absolutely huge, like a, a one gigabyte download or something. <laughs> um, and then you just run it and you can, you know, walk around in it like a 3d environment. Which ride was your favorite when, or which attraction was your favorite? You know, I, I, I can't, I can't remember going there on that opening day and not seeing the Figment ride. So, <laughs> you know, to me, Epcot was Journey into Imagination. That was that was number one ride always. So I don't, I don't remember me even being there. Now, obviously, we have the ticket that says I was there the beginning of October. <laughs> Uh, but I don't remember being in a figmentless uh, Epcot. Um, but I mean that that was definitely my favorite ride, and I don't know why. Maybe just because of the simple fact that Figment was was so cool. Um, but other than that, I think Spaceship Earth. It's just just knowing that you're inside that ball. Like even today, forty years later, I look at that that ball, and I think. There's a freaking ride inside there. I look at the ball and I think there's no way there's a ride inside there. <laughs> right. <laughs> it doesn't seem, uh, you know, I'd hate to be in there with the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to look like a scary scrap of, of metal. 
like going into uh, um, the Statue of Liberty and riding up to the platform where you can look up straight through the structure. I don't know if when we went to the Statue of Liberty, if you guys went in there and you could see straight up into the superstructure. I remember the, walking up a bunch of stairs. Yeah, I mean, it. you just look up there and you're like, there's no way this thing is safe. Just metal everywhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> All built by some French people in the 1800s. You know, there's no way, there's no reason we should be standing underneath this this massive metal. Um, so I imagine if you turn the lights on in Spaceship Earth, that's what it'd look like. My my goal is still to to be walked off that that ride. You know what a walk off is? No. When the when the ride breaks down and every, and it stops and everybody they turn the lights on and you have to walk down the stairs to get out of it. Oh. <laughs> that's that's my goal. <laughs> I hope the ride breaks. Slinging popcorn and walking off the ride. Yeah. Walking off the Spaceship Earth. They did a walk-off on purpose. I don't think they'll admit it, but I think it was on purpose when they closed uh, Horizons. The last ride of Horizons, they they uh, did a walk-off so that people could walk around the different set pieces and, and mm. see it. Was I Horizons was your cool. favorite? Horizons pretty I thought darn you cool. liked it a lot. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, but if you're asking like opening day, mm. it's got to be Spaceship Earth. Nice. Cool. It's a good thing that we uh, we made this just opening day Future World and not Epcot in general because we would not have had time. We already <laughs> went over an hour. We could have had a part one, part two. <laughs> but it was it was a fun little walk around. The fastest we've ever walked around Epcot, right? <laughs> just over an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last time we went there on uh, you know, on our trip. And we started at Epcot. We did 10 miles that day of walking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can definitely get your steps in at Epcot. And half the stuff was closed. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you're like, oh, I want to go over to, uh, you know, we're going to have dinner at the uh, Mexican Pavilion. And, oh, we need to go back over to France and get our dessert. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's only a couple countries away. And next thing you know, you've walked 10 miles. <laughs> but cool. This is this is a lot of fun for me. Hopefully, it was fun for you guys. Oh yeah, and I, I love know, Epcot. I know. I've been telling you every time we go there. I'm always telling you, man. I wish, I wish you could have seen this. I wish you could have seen <laughs> that. You know that kind of stuff. So now you've seen a little bit of it, and you know what I'm talking about. You know why I think so fondly of Magic Journeys and think it's the best movie ever created. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. So. uh that's going to wrap it up for this episode. If uh, you, the listeners, have a favorite memory of Epcot, go ahead and send that to us, podcast at familygeekery.com. We would like to hear your favorite memories of Epcot, if you were there opening year or not. And uh, check out our YouTube channel. Got a bunch of stuff coming there. We're going to have that uh, milestone video popping up pretty soon. And other than that... Anything else, guys? Nope. Nope. All right. So until next time, peace, peace out. Peace out. And, and geek, geek out. out. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.